reason why I voted for Trump is because I actually was a um, fellow for the Democratic Party, and so I just really did not like um, Hillary Clinton. You know, I actually um, also did a lot of um, community work for Bernie Sanders as well, and I, I, I don't know. I was in this. I literally sat in the voting booth for like it was a long time and I don't know I just like checked the box honestly I thought it was I honestly didn't even think he was gonna win so part of it was a kind of a joke but but again I, I again I, I don't know but well, I want to speak to the privilege that that holds for that election to be a joke for you Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Haberdashri, aka Aeolus White, aka 3435. This is episode 69, y'all. 69, and I didn't plan it. It just so happened that, you know, me and Arby were on the same, we were on the same, we were on the same, you know what I'm saying? We were on the same wavelength. We were right there. You know what I'm saying? We were right there. We knew what it was. Um, so shout out to her. Uh, if y'all know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to Ariana Grande's new album. Um, she's not Latina, so I'm not sure why I did all of that. But, you know, hey! So there's a lot to get into. I'm jumping straight into the shit. And you know I like to talk about shit. You know I like to warm it up, you know, get it wet, get it juicy. You know I like to, you know, ease everyone into it. But I'm recording on November 2nd. I'm recording a day before the election in the U.S. for those that are not from the U.S. Because I do have some international listeners, you know what I'm saying? Um, And I want... uh, It's not just the election. It's not... I'm not even... It feels to me, to and for me, that it's spiritual... It's where I am as a person. So, and I'm a little sad about it. Honestly, I'm not even going to hold you. I might like cry during this episode because when I was writing to prepare and align for this episode, I got so emotional. And I mean, I be getting emotional when I write. Like, that's whatever. But I don't know. I, I mean, I rarely get. Like, for the pod? I don't know. I mean, I get emotional for the pod, I guess. I don't know. But this one, I got really, really emotional. And there's a lot to get through, so I don't want to waste time. I want to say a couple words about voting. Go vote if you feel led to. Honestly, vote if you like Biden. (laughs) Ah, Vote Vote if you're voting for Biden-Harris. If you're not, don't. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? I don't really... You can stay home. Stay home. Get, eat some sauerkraut. Throw some mayonnaise in that bitch. Call it a day. Don't. You don't gotta go to the polls. It's fine. It's fine. Um. Beyond that, I. I. There are people that I know that are that are black. So I'm. You know. That are not voting. I don't know what to say. I understand why you're not. I, you know, don't have much to contribute there. I hope you have a change of heart. If you don't, it's, you know, it is what it is. But just 
be aware of be aware of your participation in this moment. So going straight into the shits, I wanna. Oh yeah, I should I should talk about the snippets. So the the. The first one was some shit from Vice that I was kind of on the fence of even including because as an old boy who founded Vice, like a proud boy, so like I don't, I didn't really want to do that. Um, and I could have my information wrong, but from what I read, there's that I did see that I ch- I chose it and I included it because I saw this when it came out. It came out years ago, but it just did the rounds on Twitter. And, you know, y'all heard it. It was dumb. Stupidity, stupidity, dumb, dumb, stupidity, dumb. Um, And then I just, to make myself feel better, I always include, like, drunk Mariah Carey makes me very happy. Every time she's drunk and there's a snippet of it. uh, And that's one of my favorites. So I included that just as a cheer me, as a, you know, pick me up for me. So going straight into what I want to talk about this episode, there are a couple of things. Um, The reason this episode is emotional for me is that I have this profound sense that this is the beginning of the end, or at least the beginning of the next, that I am leaving a big portion of my life behind, um, a big portion of my, like, content behind a big portion of you know the podcast behind and i'm not talking about you know not doing the podcast i'm clearly going to keep doing that but i i i feel that i feel that there needs to be a stark change in how i move you know i was looking at how i was reflecting on how i move reflecting on what I want, what I consider to be like my job, like how I'm navigating the exploration or discovery of like my purpose, like why I'm here, what the fuck I'm doing on this earth, what am I doing with my content, what am I doing with just all the things with my body, and I felt that I needed to really, 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 really reconsider the words I used for my people and people and for those that I love, you know. So I think that this era is resulting from a shift in consciousness. And, you know, I do want to say as kind of like a disclaimer or whatever that I don't know what the fuck the future holds. Right. So it could be the case that, you know, I got to get I got to give you more of this like of the old content and I'm going to be descriptive, you know, as a result of bullshit that's happening tomorrow. Uh, you Who knows? Who knows what this election is going to make me have to say? So I don't want to be prescriptive. But what I want to say or what I have to say and what I have to do is I have to commit and, and invest in what I'm, what I'm calling a positive formulation of blackness of my identity so i'm gonna talk a little bit about for those that are not familiar with like the sort of like positive affirmative like that language is you know there's this idea that there's like a negative definition or a negative formulation of identity which is like you know there are dogs and then there are like non-german shepherd dogs and so to define like a Shiba Inu as a non-German shepherd is a negative, a quote unquote negative way of defining a dog, right? Defining the Shiba Inu. And that a lot of blackness, 
a lot of being a person of color, for example, when people say person of color, that color makes it seem like being a person is naturally white. Like the default of person is white. So I got to put some of color in there. So, you know, I'm talking about somebody who ain't who ain't white. And that the way we go about defining and it's not even just the definition, right? It's like when you get black people in a room and we're talking about our freedom and we're talking about our liberation and we're like even queer people in a room and we're talking about, content, you know, our liberation, our safety. The conversation goes to straight people or it goes to white people. You know, there is diff- it's hard for us to have a conversation about ourselves, about our beauty, about our future, about our freedom, about who we are, not even just future and freedom, but our identity without having to deal with or introduce or contend with whiteness. And on one hand, that's a lot of the truth of our life, our lived experience. But on the other hand, there is work that we have to do, spiritual, physical, ideological, even academic, philosophical, you know, ontological, which is, you know, a fancy way of saying, like, discussing who we are, like our being. The, the, the being, the business of being black, the business or, you know, philosophy or religion or faith practice or, you know, the affair of being black, the affair of being queer, the, you know, of being a black queer person, of being a black cis woman, of being, a, you know, all of the intersections, the, 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 the problem or the question of what it means to be us. If I'm too busy spending my time talking about how niggas ain't shit <laughs> or how white people don't lack this, lack that, you know, queer, straight people lack this, lack that, how am I doing the create? When am I doing the creative work, the generative work? of building my, of learning and loving and, and, and formulating my identity outside of it. Like, who am I? What do I represent? What is a, you know, Shiba Inu? <laughs> or what are the features of the essence, you know, that comprise it or whatever that are not related to the German Shepherd? Like, and, I, you know, I don't know dogs, so whatever. Even though, like, I'm going to get a dog, but whatever. That's fine. And obviously, we're more than dogs, but actually, I don't even say whatever. But anyway, that's a whole tangent. Um, you know, we need to. I feel like it's incumbent on me. It's my job to what I part of my purpose or whatever. Who knows? I feel led right now in this moment to focus on to use my talent for creative create for creation for use you know my shit my bag to well I don't have a bag bag but you know what I mean like my things to <clears throat> create a affirmative construction of blackness and queerness and all of that so a lot of folks will then say, okay, bet, well, race is a construct. And, you know, I don't 
this is not the point of that. I know that race, the, the, you know, I get that kind I get it. Um, we know that, you know, it's man-made, but just because it's man-made doesn't mean it's not real, right? Like, artificial things are real. I feel like at this point, we should know that. Um, so I'm not going to spend any time on that. I just wanted to put that out there. So... When I say that I want to define identity on a positive affirmative basis, again, you know, remember the dog example. And I already brought up the, you know, people of color example. One of my friends on Twitter, Amber James, I think I've spoken about her in the past. She she said that she want to start referring to white people as people of no color. And that is the right move. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, if we're really going to use this people of color construction and we want to define ourselves affirmatively or at least to, uh, at least define, use an equal qualifier or have the same, like, type of language, use the same words for both people, for all of us, then they should be people of no color or people of white or people of white color or people of low color or whatever. You know, it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be that the rest of us, literally everybody else that's not white has to fit under this POC. But they get to just be people or they get to just be like, it's just nonsense. It's nonsense. Um, and like using a whole bunch of words that I feel passionately about, you know, I feel that part why we should do this, why I need to build this, you know, positive affirmation or this affirmative affirmative construction of identity is that, you know, there are things that should be self-evident, like I've said before. Uh, you know, incontrovertible, irrefutable, no questions motherfucking asked about my dignity. That I that I am that I my dignity should be like no questions that it should be. I should know more than I know any science, more than I know anything else. I should know with everything that I am that I deserve respect, that I deserve love, that I deserve a good love, that I deserve like that we deserve these things. I should know more than I know any science and feel who I am, who we are, without comparison, without, you know, I mean, and I know that there's science about, like, in-group, out-group. We know about polarization. We know about, you know, that aspect of being social. But as a group, you know, when we contextualize our identity as opposed to white people or as opposed to straight people, as opposed to men, cis men, whatever. When, you know, when we do that, it's not as simple as in-group, out-group. Because one group has systemically oppressed and violated, murdered, exploited, etc. the other group. So to define myself like this opposed to my, my oppressor that has, you know, raped and murdered and dispossessed me and my ancestors, well, my ancestors and me to a certain extent. I mean, I, we can get into my story in, in you know, another episode. But to have to, 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 to 
I don't like, why would I do that? Why would I tell my story, tell my history, my people's history using a set of facts that we know are lies? Or that we know like, every single time I tell my history, I think about like the, that we tell the history of the transatlantic slave trade. We tell the history of, you know, slavery in the South and all of that in America, at least. Or not even in, this, in America, but like in the Americas. When we discuss slavery, then we're using facts that aren't our facts. We don't know them for sure. It's not, I'm not saying that they're not true, but I'm saying is we're, we're, we're going through white people's accounts the oppressors accounts they're not that many slave accounts which is deliberate so i'm talking about my history through white language through the white lens and then my my you know the myths of blackness the myths of black masculinity the myths of black femininity the like all of the the myths slash slash legend slash inventions a lot of this is filtered from white people so there's this question like who am i and i feel like the time that i what i should be doing and not who am i literally me but who are we what is black we need to be doing that work and i'm not saying that it's a grand mystery that's in, that's unsolvable but i'm saying that you know when we get mad and we have to contend for our fight for our lives and worry about our safety and worry about our communities. And I get that. When we are doing that, we still need to do that. I'm not saying we don't. But it's easy to hate white people. It's easy to be mad and spend your time shitting on white people. I mean, it really could never get old because they are out here acting crazy and advocating for your destruction, right? So it's like, ah, you could get away with shitting on, like you could, I get it. But, you know, we really have our works, our, our works cut out for us in terms of positively creating our identities. Um... I'm trying, I've made some notes today because I, I, I want to, and it's like, there are people who, and I was talking to a friend of mine, there are people who, um, you know, the smart people who define blackness because of its being a construction, they de they define blackness as being at the lowest rung of society, right? At being constantly dispossessed, disempowered, not having control over like the your sort of like your the outcomes in your life, you know, and the profound dispossession of being black, and and and. You know, I I never really thought like that, so I don't want to get to lying. But I remember a couple of years ago, I was like, I need to define blackness in a beautiful way. I, 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 I have to, because it seems to me that if I don't, right, if, if I allow myself to, to digest the white definition or formulation of blackness, like I can never love myself. And the work of loving myself is a revolutionary act. Like we've talked about, like it is part and parcel of being a fighting for freedom, right? So I was like, I gotta love myself, so how am I gonna do this? And I, you know, I have, and this is a tangent, so I'm not gonna spend too much time on it, 
but it's it's it can be difficult to come up with a metaphysics right or like a like I said before, an ontology, some kind of system that incorporates black, that defines blackness outside of whiteness, that includes everybody that you want to include, right? Because, you know, you don't want to say some shit like, oh, blackness is like, you know, descendants of Africa, because then you include, like, Arab Africans. So then you want to say West Africa. But then it's like, well, I mean, there. I'm sure there are people that are white that, <laughs> that you know, like, there are people, descendants of slaves who just, you know, somebody was passed, somebody passed, and they just kept reproducing with white people. And then, like, do you include them? You know, so it's... It, 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 the the and then the one drop rule like all of this stuff is is still white like it's still it's not positive and affirmative in the way that we'd want it to be so you know i've always been on the fence of that and i'm not saying that i need to have an answer like i remember once i was thinking that you know it's the generative creative genius energy that comes of from having to survive in the in the you know in the type of conflicts that we've had not just the the sort of you know interspecies like contention with white people but the environmental whatever the environment was in west africa that you know that genius was born out of that expression was born out of whatever the earth gave to those people and was made through the union of the earth and those people or those peoples you know that 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 creation is is being black and uh, you know and the wealth of the land the wealth of the continent or that aspect or that part of, of the continent that sort of you know because like i was reading this book that was talking about like, the native traditions of native american traditions and that relationship between land and peoples and maybe there is something some analogy in the black formulation the point is that i don't need to have the answer the point is that these are questions that can formulate our ethos that can that can constitute our ethos in a way that empowers us complaining about white people complaining about straight people or like you know straight men or whatever isn't doing that it's just not doing that because even when I think about quinners, I think about, you know, I used to think, and I, again, I don't have the answer, but I used to think that the firm division, that firm, firm, firm division between sex and reproduction afforded folk, queer folk a freedom. You know, the, the, the ability to blend gender and to have multiple gendered energies afforded you a wisdom, an ability to relate beyond the cisgendered experience or the, the sort of one-spirited experience. And maybe that's the purpose or maybe that's the spirit. You know, I, I, I don't know the answer. But again, I feel that stepping into that and loving that, you know, is more productive than constantly talking about like the trashness of 
of straight people or of, of, of white people, you know? So we know that the masculine, as formulated by patriarchy, is problematic. We know that whiteness is problematic. So what now? You know, we know that the masculine and cis-hetero, you know, men, even cis-gay men, you know, to a certain extent, the masculine issue, the masculine problem, we know that it it correlates slash creates a poverty of spirit in relation to love and fairness, right? We know that the masculine as an endless taking, as an endless taking that relates or combines with capitalism and then white settler colonialism, right? And then in turn, imperialism and white settler colonialism. We know that it violently pillages the environment in which it runs and, and reigns. We know that it relates to the denigration and the disrespect and the devaluing of bodies that, you know, that the instrumentality is not clear, that the use is not clear. So if it's not available to overt, to obvious, like, capitalistic or industrial use, that including sexual industry, including the creation of workers, including the, the reproduction of social class... Of class and just social reproduction in general. If the body doesn't lend itself to that, we shit on it. And that's why we shit on fat people. That's why we shit on people with disabilities. Because the question of capitalistic use, the question of instrumentality, the question of sexual industry, reproduction of class, and, you know, the ability to... That... that, and that is we don't... You know, it, it, it feels like... There's something wrong because you cannot perform this set of this set of things, you know, and and that all of that stems from the takingness of masculinity, in my view. We know that white supremacy and white privilege. Well, we know that white people lack perspective because of white supremacy and white privilege. We know that the origin of whiteness is cannibalistic, that it is a cancer in in the context of like the human race. It's a cancer because it requires the subjugation of our own species, right? It requires the, the, the sort of negation of other human beings. You know, it... it, it Requires that we use up other people. We use up other bodies, other people that are in our in our group, like other human animals. We use them up. That's what whiteness requires. We know that, but that's it's not the first thing that has ever done that in society and human history. We know that the nation state and sovereignty has done that. War. We know we know that it's it this predates whiteness. And if the earth survives, it's not gonna be the last it's not gonna be the last thing. Is whiteness ain't gonna be the last the end all be all of this type of, you know, 
internecine, interspecies, you know, violence. This like, you know, it's not gonna be the last. It's not the last. Not the last like human invention of it. But we know all of this shit. We know it. So what we gonna just keep being, keep lamenting it? You know what I mean? And I so and like for me as a creator of this podcast, let me see how I'm doing on time. I'm not doing too bad. Um, we know, and I'm probably going to read this because I wrote it. And, you know, for me, I was like, so why do I get so stuck on it? Because I personally get stuck on, like, you know, every time, like, I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and just, like, his straightness was getting on my nerves, you know? <laughs> because he was sitting there talking, you know, we'll get to that. But I was like, you know, I'd be forgetting how straight... <laughs> How straight you niggas are, you know, and like the perspective, you know, I so, so, um, and I get stuck in it and I get stuck because, and I'm going to read this here. I say, I am perpetually in pain, perpetually hurt by injustice and that hurt hardens me and makes me angry. It makes me swear to myself that I will make myself safe. And if I can't, I'm going to fight for others. But I am stuck in a cycle of loving everybody else and then retreating to safety. Being angry enough to set the world on fire and then crying over the casualties such that I put the fire out with my tears. So I keep rehashing how white people hurt the world. How the masculine hurts the world. How I hurt the world. And I am so hurt by it. So incessantly unhealed. That I cannot move beyond it. So I try to do my work. I try to build my house. In a perpetual state of injury. And it takes me forever. The storm comes. The wind blows. And I gotta start all over. With half my power. Half my strength. Half at the very most is probably less than that. You know, they all, you know, the saying of me doing this with one arm be time behind my back. And then I'm mad that I haven't gotten anywhere or gone as far as I can go, as far as we can progress. And I feel that enough is enough. And, and that is where I'm at. It's like I'd be so hurt when I hear. This, like, instrumentality, this using of women, this using of, of people, of, of black and indigenous people of color, this exploitation. I'd be so angry. But I'd be angry, hurt, just a whole bunch of shit, and i get stuck because I'd be re-hurt. Re-hurt, then I'm angry, then I'm sad, then I'm hurt, then I'm angry, then I'm sad. And then in the, in the middle, I try to do some shit. I get inspired and make a whole bunch of shit <laughs> and then go back to being hurt. And then I, I can't keep doing that. I can't keep doing that. So with all that said, I actually am doing fucking well on time, y'all. But all that said... I this are these are two things that I want to kind of end this chapter with, and you know I, I I hope that 
next week I'm not, I'm not reneging and taking all this shit back because I'm hoping that people behave at the polls, at the uh, at the ballots. They behave at vote voting, and and you know I don't have to get on, come up here and act a fool and get nobody ass. I hope it could just be you know we Biden wins and you know it's cute. We don't see no dumb shit. You know we've already seen Wayne. I crazy. You know none of that. You know not you know <laughs> say like none of that. But hopefully, you know the post the post election numbers come out. They're cute. You know we they're cute. We have, we don't gotta you know. So. The first thing I want to say is gratitude is not equality. I hear a lot of men, black men, men of all kinds, you know, you point out how much black women do. You point out how essential their labor is. You point out how over, how unequal and how much more they work and contribute to family, to love, to relationship, to to kids, to you know companies, to industry. You point out how much more they contribute, and the answer you get, the response you get is, "Oh, black women are amazing. They're great. I'm so grateful for them. They're all oh, they're mad." You blah 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 blah. And all that is fine. Like, it's good to acknowledge that, you know, they're great. That's fine. But the truth is, like, what you, the next is like, okay, they're great, but you know what? They shouldn't have to do so much work. And now that they shouldn't have to do so much work, it kills them. You know, we, we see that the, the, the stress, like, the research is showing that, you know, Black women suffer from stress-related illnesses. Like, you know, as compared to their white counterparts, they have negative health outcomes that can be pointed, that can be ended, that are, you know, stems back to, or that stem back to, uh, to stress. We already know that, you know, there's research on weathering, there's research on all this stuff that affects black women disproportionately. So it's not enough to be grateful. I'm sure they like the gratitude, but it, this over being overworked, being overloaded with all of this shit, and then and not having anybody to help you is putting them in the grave, or it's it's injuring them. So what you gonna say? You know, people having the, all of these all of these illnesses and shit, and you just gonna say, oh, thank you, though. Oh, thank you. Oh, you you dead? Oh, thank you, though. I, you know what? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I was, I was about to say something, I was about to say something really fucked up, but I won't. You know, um, I was, <laughs> you know, maybe it's karma. Maybe it's karma that, you know, black women are still outliving <laughs> some black black men. Maybe it's karma. Because this is crazy. You know, being thankful is not enough. It's not. You know, it's just not. Like, you you are thankful and then you say, All right, it's time let me do my part. Let me let me step my dick up and get and get my life. And the second thing is, you know, I have said on wax that I think straight men, you know, actually, I'm not sure it's on wax, but I've said this that I feel like um, the masculine, let's say that, that the masculine doesn't understand love. 
in general, I think the taking, you know, if we use that sort of language, the, the perp- and I said the endless taking early in this episode, the endless taking is not compatible with love. And, you know, I b- believe that. Uh, but I want to speak to something that's not about taking, that's only about privilege. You know, when you are privileged, your bandwidth is narrow in comparison to those that are not privileged. You know, people be stressed out and, and, oh, and, 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 you know, they, you know, they have their job and they stressed out. Something bad happens at their job, they stress out. They can't do anything else. That job maxed them out. Meanwhile, there are black women that are also stressed out their job, but they got to help, you know, not even just black women, women in general. You know, I remember reading something in college where it was like, all that like labor, the like this, the invisible labor, are like, women are expected to do it. So if someone gets sick, women are expected to do it, even if it's like, if you're like when they're, I think it was like when, when like the husband's mom gets sick, the the wife is still expected to figure that out and help out and do. It doesn't matter like illnesses like. All that family labor, the women is expected to do it whether or not she works. So all of that labor, like all of that motherfucking work. And it's like, so they, they, they're also stressed. You know, the school calls them when your child is sick, when your child acts up. And they got to do that too. And it's just like, you be stressed about your little thing. Because I think about this in my life, and I'm going to end with this. Well, but this is not a short thing. But I think about it in my life all the time. I am obviously not a woman, but I have a lot of feminine energy. And my commitment to my community, my commitment to my values, my commitment to my integrity don't allow me to just do nothing. Like, because I say I love people and I want everybody to be happy and I want, you know, and I really want people to be, and that's kind of the heartbreaking part about this whole thing is that if not for racism and not for oppression, my ass would be like some free loving, like glitter shitting like person. Honestly, that would be like, oh, you know, like just everybody do everything and love everything and da da Um, But if I have to do this and then I got to do stuff, you know, my own fights that we have talked about on the podcast, then I got to figure out how to survive as a black queer person, then I got to do this and I got to work and I create all this stuff that I love. So I'm not complaining, but I, you know, I write poetry, write essays, do the podcast, make music, work. And still have time to build meaningful friendships and build meaningful relationships and dial into people's lives and and incorporate their whole story and love them fearlessly. But there's people that they job and they want and then I've had my own like health issues that we won't go into in the pot. And the whole health thing, you got to fight for healthcare as a black person. You know that. And if it's, you got to, I mean, as a queer person, you got to, as a black, you got to, you can't just go to the doctor. 
and think you gotta have a theory, especially if your doctor ain't black. You gotta have it. You gotta have the research. Gotta have your own pre-diagnosis. You got. You can't just go. If you get medication, you gotta do research, cause you can't trust it. Not for black people in this country. So I do all of that. And still have time to love. Still have the space to love. You talk... There are men... They got. There are some masculine folk... They have a hard day at work. They can't do shit else. <laughs> and it's like, but how? If you don't get your motherfucking ass up... And do your and and still contribute like everybody else, motherfucking like everybody else does. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry, like I just. <laughs> and you know, I was gonna tell some stories that that this is a good example, but I won't. I won't because I feel like y'all already know what it is. Um. So yeah, I guess I want to say like this this next era, I don't know what, you know, what I'm going to do next. I don't know what it's going to be. But I I ask for everyone, allies included, everybody to even though to be fair, allies have a role that's not obviously primary, but prioritizing Self-determination. Prioritizing self-determination, I think, is the is is that is the path that is one of the paths, or at least one of the steps to the path to freedom. You know, that's one of the steps right there. And answering the hard questions, developing a philosophy, developing an ontology of metaphysics, or whatever the fuck you want to say, developing this discourse. And loving each other fiercely through this is what we need to do. And that does mean, and obviously we do have to contend with our environment. But it does mean creating or having the ability to discuss us without discussing them. To discuss us without ha- without thinking about them. To imagine the ideal world. To see it, to see it, and be like, "This is what I. This is what our freedom looks like." Irrespective of whites, this is what this is it, and that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm I'm. It's gonna be hard because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I I ask my community for help. Which includes the pod. Email me at awhite at theblacksublime.com. I'd love to get something to some feedback to kind of, or like something related to this, obviously, because y'all want no wild shit, because niggas be emailing wild shit. Um, and let's 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 get to work, y'all. And hopefully next week we gotta there's a good outcome and we don't gotta, you know, get the strat and no, let me stop playing before. <laughs> All right, I love you all, and we'll see y'all next week. And hopefully next week's going to be different, bitch. It's going to be lit.